right, welcome to another episode, emergency episode of James Bond and Friends. Uh, this week, James Bond had to visit Greece on a mission. When he came back, he was telling Moneypenny about a local dish he enjoyed in Athens from a street vendor. It wasn't a sandwich, it wasn't a kebab, but it was some kind of hero. Take care, everyone. Bye. Wow. Okay. This is what I do with my evenings, by the way. Just if you're wondering. Is there a big chalkboard with a bunch of different drafts of that sort of scratched out? (laughs) I got a Google Doc with all of these in there. It was a good delivery, though. Like, you hit all the marks. It was good. You were really proud of it, too. You could tell. I am. You can see the the smile, couldn't you? I'm saying that. All right, so we are gathered here to discuss the news that, surprise, surprise, no time delay, no time to die has been delayed yet again. Um, this time to the second of April. So I'm going to read the tweet out, then we can introduce ourselves. So, MGM, Universal, and Bond producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. Interesting, they didn't mention Ian Productions. Today announced the release of No Time to Die, 25th film, the James Bond series, will be delayed until. 2nd of April 2021 in order to be seen by a worldwide theatrical audience and to discuss the bombshell with us today is Paul Atkinson, Phil Nabil Jr., Bill Koenig, Ben Williams, Lisa Funnel and David Lee. Would you like to introduce yourself guys? I've been gone too long. I'm Paul Atkinson and I am one of the co-founders of MI6HQ. I'm Phil Nabil Jr., editor of Fangoria Magazine. Uh, hi, I'm Ben Williams. I write for mi6hq.com and Confidential Magazine. I'm Lisa Funnel. I'm Dr. Lisa Funnel. I'm an associate professor at the University of Oklahoma. I'm the author of The Geographies, Genders, and Geopolitics of James Bond, editor of For His Eyes Only, The Women of James Bond, and host of a side podcast, Licensed to Critique. Hi, I'm Bill Koenig. I run a blog called The Spy Command, and I was just sorry for the delay. I was actually dealing with a helpful person from WordPress. I, I mean that someone actually reached, someone in the Bond community who works for WordPress reached out, and I'm very, I thank them, but anyway. And I'm David Lee. I run the jamesonddossier.com. Awesome. So interesting to note that the uh, official 007 Twitter account still has into their account the mission that changes everything begins in cinemas this november so i guess well, nobody's gone in and updated that everybody Whoops. forgets about that pin tweet <laughs> no idea what mine is yeah you're right maybe i don't even have a pin so, tweet at the moment so friday afternoon in political circles is always known as the bad news drop day right because it doesn't give anybody the trash paying day. attention yeah take out the trash day um so uh, we got a little friendly heads up from our, from our friends in the press that this was coming this afternoon, and lo and behold, it did. Um, who wants to go first? On the scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you about this news? Um, 0.5 for me. I was going to say, I was so surprised that I had actually written out a headline on punch tape, as I told you before. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I did that weeks ago. I was not surprised at, at, at all. I think I, I, you know what? I was more surprised. I was more surprised to see all the advertisements and, and a music video come out and an advertisement for shoes. And I know that all these things are already sort of in, in the pipeline or, or whatever was being pushed out. But the more and more I saw, I'm like, uh, this is kind of surprising because I knew in my gut, just based on, um, the the resurgence of coronavirus in in various places around the world that it was really unlikely that bond would be sort of the last 
or the only film to, to really come out. And when you think about the amount of money invested in this film and the amount um, that that they want to have sort of as a return, <clears throat> and with the UK cinemas in question, um, I, I just mm-hmm. feel like how can we have a James Bond release if we don't have it released to cinemas in the UK? Um, and so I just felt it was so incredibly unlikely. And so while people are very disappointed by this, I, I sort of just saw it coming from a mile away, but I was just surprised that there was all this other advertising uh, advertising just along the way where I, I don't know, I just think that all of that stuff could have just been buttoned up and pushed to yeah. March. Yes, the timing was probably the most surprising thing, right? Like that they let partners mm-hmm. release products yeah, alongside. Yeah. I kind of understand it though. You know, um, they're basically being given the go button, pressing the go button on, um, on, on as, as Lisa says, things that have been sitting there ready to go. Um, they see an official tweet or an official announcement saying that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they and they press the button. Um, well, I mean, all all of those things are scheduled on certain dates because it's every day yeah. is another one, and yeah. it was sequential this week. No, what what what's weird is is that they didn't pull it last weekend. Yeah, uh, you know, it it just seems to be. I said to Bill uh, before we recorded, this seems to be just incompetent. And and also they they had done some of this before, anticipating the the April. 2020 release but then um but so as an example so you could pre-order the soundtrack they did Mm -hmm. that once then it got delayed to november obviously they stopped that so then this week they come out you can pre-order and now we've got the track list it's like somebody in somebody in the world somebody in the world doesn't like hans zimmer yeah yeah, and uh which might be some of the guys who work with him behind his back (laughs) (laughs) but but you know, and and of course, one of those track titles has arguably a spoiler, spoiler. semi spoiler. So, mm-hmm. so, and that got people excited. Um, yeah. and, I'm surprised and, track fourteen Bond's dead. I mean, that was a real clangor. I'm surprised they let that. Out. <laughs> How dare you? Dare you? Yeah. And uh, and tr- and track uh, twenty uh, uh, genome of a woman that really uh, <laughs> shocked me. But. <laughs> I, I know it's not the case. I know it's definitely probably not what happened because, and we we like to find uh, we like to look for hidden you know uh, conspiracies and whatnot. But I like to imagine that the left hand has no idea what the right hand is doing, and like Barbara Barbara is watching uh, the CNN report about Trump having COVID, and then a, right. a, a commercial comes on that Daniel's going to be on Jimmy Fallon, and she's like, "Wait, what? What? No, 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 no!" And then there was everybody was on the phone all night sort of hashing this out and deciding that like, wait, we can't release this. Who, who, who decided this was happening? And the, the idea that it happened, like you guys are saying, after the, there was this giant marketing dump, like I feel like somebody pulled a lever and just dumped all this stuff this week mm-hmm. and it reminded somebody to push the release. Somebody, you know, oh shit, we were supposed to, well, we were supposed to push that release. I can tell you when this happened before, Phil, was yeah. when it was originally going to be released in February, 2019, we put out a tweet saying it's a hundred days to the release, mm-hmm. and that's what cursed fif- that woke somebody about, up. Uh, no, about fifty something minutes later, it was like, "Oops, oh yeah, so it's now going to be April." So <laughs> I'm not crazy. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is. You know, they got, it was a sideways awakening somewhere. Where well, that, like, that April date would already been decided. They just hadn't announced it, and there was like, "Oh shit, we better <laughs> announce this." You know. It's like, 
So, so what, I, I think this decision was done. Yeah. And it was like, when do we release it? Uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. And we talked previously on other episodes about how the idea of like, you know, the, the, the marketing partners and Peel and Omega and what that, so they don't want to sit on stock for another year. So they're going to release their stuff anyway. And, and maybe that's negotiated. We're like, don't, don't tell anybody you're moving it until we can at least move these units or something. But why release a music video this week? Uh-huh. Why drop a podcast this, this past week? That was time to end right before the movie opened, right? Six week installments, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I wonder Be interesting to see I, if I that continues. That, yeah, yeah, what I was going to say. I, I wonder how long the uh, Twitter emojis are going to last as well, because they put oh, them pretty yank sharpish them. before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye to DB5. If, we, if, don't, if, we don't see enough of the DB5, do we? So I'm going to miss that one. If, if those emojis survived the weekend, I'd be shocked. But uh, Isn't there a yeah. documentary coming out about like Daniel yep. Craig? I mean, is that going to get pushed too? Yes. It yeah, has to be. Back when the, the original are, we, he's, are we he's allowed got- to discuss like why this happened? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are not spoiling the movie at all? No, no, no. no, no. I, 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 well, I, I'm go. You go ahead, Ben. But I suspect we're going to touch on real life events. Well, I was, I was just going to, I was just going to say. I mean, James, if you want to edit out anything that I say, go ahead. But like, we know that we know that this was basically a gamble by MGM, right? To kind of, yep. They kind of, they kind of dropped that trailer with the November slapped on it uh, as a kind of a fuck you to um, Universal, really, I suppose, just to kind of go, no, this to is force the issue. Huh? To force the issue. And, and bear yeah. in mind, that was done to coincide with the US theatrical release of Tenet. Right. And all they had to do is wait a week to see how that went and then yeah. do it. Yeah. And then if they'd have waited a week, they'd have been like, oh, poop, Tenet didn't do very well. Yeah. They Maybe did, we should. They did it, but they did it particularly, like, <clears throat> it, it, it was a, you know, people seem to kind of think that you know that this is a this is a unified kind of decision that that everyone is on board with, but there are kind of competing ideas. You know, like like the people involved in this are kind of you know MGM isn't necessarily wanting what Universal wants. No, and I think that you know people don't seem to realize that that's one of the reasons why we're getting this kind of back and forth and i was quite surprised with the april push because also in april universal has fast and furious 17 or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and that's universal's 45 that's universal's like biggest or second biggest franchise behind jurassic world Mm -hmm. and so universal's efforts are now going to have to be split between bond and much higher for mgm than they are for universal this is like a yeah Universal had nothing, no skin in this game other than the back end points. So, yeah. you know, but my it, point is like the, the efforts of the Universal Worldwide Marketing Team are now going to be split two ways in April. And and I don't know if we've heard any more about. I mean, we've talked about this privately, James, and I don't know how much we're allowed to kind of discuss. But we we talked about um, you know Universal maybe pulling Jurassic to create a space for. Yeah. Well, we openly speculated that, and so did the press, because um, Jurassic World couldn't shoot in the country they were trying to shoot in, so they're going to have to do it all digitally, and that pushed the release date back. But the Universal have not really announced a delay to, unit, to Jurassic yet, which would have freed up June yeah, 2021, and that's where everybody thought, well, that's where Bond's going to plop in, because yeah. that's Universal's well, window. Yeah, maybe, maybe April's just... Uh... 
just a, a whole. So we might see, we might see Fast World. and the Furious eighty two move to um, June, and then Jurassic World move out of June to somewhere else. So they'll so they'll they'll push they'll push um, Bond to April, and then push the other films, you know, Jurassic and Fast and Furious further along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would be my guess. Right. Oh, oh! Can I just interrupt with some breaking news? Uh, it's unre- unrelated. Sorry about this. White House Trump will go to military hospital. Ooh. Oh, because that's funny. Because we during a break in recording, I the last thing I heard was he was running a low grade fever. So getting a, an experimental cocktail of things. Yeah, I love the fact that he said. Oh, you know, it's because all of these American military personnel and cops are coming up to me. You know, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. the airmen and the Marines and the soldiers and the cops. That's why, you know, and they and they don't respect the protocol, so that's why I've got it. And now he's kind of going into a military hospital. Ben, you mentioned something I different, but I I've thought about it too. But but when I <clears throat> when I talked about real life, I mean, COVID nineteen is not going away. And it uh, in Britain, it, it's flared up badly. David lives in Spain. He's mentioned how it's not do- going very well there. Here in the U.S., uh, it has uh, it's intensified in interior states. The state of Wisconsin has something like 5.5 million people, and it ha- it's been having like more than 2,000 new cases a day. Uh, I I live, I live in Michigan, which is like 10 million people. And we've had like just under a thousand new cases a day. So, I mean, something bad's going on in, in Wisconsin and the Dakotas are real bad right now. I mean, by bad, I mean, they're running out of hospital beds, you know, hospitals at or near a hundred percent of capacity because of, of COVID. Same with Oklahoma. We've reached capacity. Yeah. And Florida is still real bad. Um, I had, you know, someone responded to me after a post I did where I I'd, I'd I said basically that uh, Florida, Florida, Texas, and Georgia were, were having a lot of problems. And someone said, "No, you just you're just getting propaganda." I then went to uh, the Johns Hopkins uh, site and had a list of the top fifty U.S. counties for number of COVID cases. Um, the something like 13 of the top 50 were from those three states and four of the top 10 were from those states there are and and anyway i'll just wrap this up and like in the last week or so the florida governor is like oh said you can open up all the restaurants and the bars no restrictions he said he wants a full crowd for the super bowl because up until now uh, NFL games have either had no crowds or very limited crowds, but he wants a full crowd for the Super Bowl, which will be in Tampa this year or next February. Um, no, it's 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 a, it's not going real well. And, and uh, to I mean to to add to that, I, I don't remember if I, I've said it on this podcast before, but I certainly have said it publicly that I, I've got uh, I've got a good mind that uh, No Time to Die is actually going to be a 60th anniversary film. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Because, you know, a private private letter that you and James wrote this week. 
you know, I'm glad that you didn't do an open letter this time. <laughs> Private yeah, we, we, we sent it just directly to Barbara and Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after after some Twitter users, you know, kind of pressured us. Into- well, you know, the funny thing about that, Ben, is, um, you know, we, we took a lot of shit uh, for that last time. Um, I'd just like to say that I have a lot of respect for the people that came, like, in the last couple of weeks and said, I went after you when you did that, but I've come to accept that you actually were right and I'm sorry for being an ass about it. Uh, to come cap in hand is a big mm-hmm. thing. And I just want to say, sure. you know, for people to admit their mistakes is pretty Gotta let people grow. Gotta let them learn. Yeah. So I'm not going to slam them. Sure. Oh, I wasn't, uh, don't get me wrong. I wasn't slamming anybody. Uh, did you folks have the same experience I did today where uh, you were getting a lot of notes of condolences and you're having to sort of correct people and say, no, 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 this is a good thing. Because I think people are just conditioned to feel like if you're deprived of something personally, then you then it's you're entitled to be mad about it and be upset about it. And and they they didn't consider that I was like, no, I don't want to go watch it in November when I'm super anxious and covered in in masks and shields. I want to enjoy the film, right? Well, uh, well, you know, I was going to try and go to the premiere early this year, and mm-hmm. for about two weeks before the premiere, you know, got canceled i was you know i mean i'd already paid for the the ticket yeah and uh but i was nervous about you know because things were clearly building up and uh yeah and and uh i mean hopefully by april things will settle down if if there's a vaccine available right but but, but, no one, but no one here greeted November this news today as bad news i think even though like a lot of our sort of casual friends might have sort of thought we would have um, you know, in the middle of uh, recording another podcast, a friend of mine called. I had to put it on mute, and he wanted to talk. I said, "Well," and I, I, he wasn't disgusted. I think he was disappointed, but yeah, but he was also taking the mind. All right, all right, I'm not going to get worked up again. I'm, I'm just, you know. So he was like, he was trying to move on to a degree. Not, not that he was going to quit being a James Bond fan, but he was like, okay, like I can't let sure. this, you know, take over my life. Yeah, I, I mean, just scanning my my Twitter timeline, that a lot of people uh, are just, are a bit frustrated about it. But uh, I, I I can't really understand why they're frustrated. Well, I, I can understand why they're frustrated, but uh, I don't I don't really know why they're surprised because things aren't right. any better. Um, they're worse. They're worse. Uh, where I live, they're worse. Um, they're worse in a lot of places. So, w- why, why? Uh... I think, I think the thing that's probably thrown a lot of people for the loop is the um, is almost the tone deafness of the push in the last ten to fourteen days. Mm-hmm. Of it will come out hell or high water, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and here's a dump of all the partner stuff, which, by the way, MGM have paid zero dollars to promote because. It's all on the third parties to spend all that money. Um, and we saw last night that there was a couple of TV spots cut, 30-second and 15-second uh, TV spots, which were going to go to air this weekend. I have a feeling the reason the decision came down today was MGM were about to write a check right. for mm. advertising. Whereas everything up until now, for the casual observer, looks like they've been promoting it. No, it's all third party. Mm. They haven't and, had to spend they, a dime. So, But the, this is the point, James, is that they gambled with someone else's money. You know, they spent, they basically said, this is going to happen, forced other people to, to spend, um, you know, marketing revenue on it. 
DHL today just dropped their big commercial. Yeah, and and basically what this what this has done is is it's forced people to spend money when they didn't have to take any risk. All they had to do was drop a drop a trailer and stick November on it, and then hope that this flood of marketing would force the hand. Um, and I, I, I that's why I have I have a problem with it is because they didn't have to really take any risk. But they put other people at risk, and they spent other people's money to do it, and also just didn't care about how the fans would feel yeah. about this. And they won't you know, spend that money the second time round, will they? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, they've and, learned their lesson. But Paul, here's the here's, here's the thing: it's like you know we 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 kind of understand how this 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 kind of works, but there are there is a fan base out there who believe what they're being told Mm -hmm. and they keep getting their chain yanked and they are they are properly emotionally invested in this and i i think you know that they they clearly don't care you know that the people that are gonna go and see the film and probably see it multiple times and spend their money on it are, are really being kind of you know, disrespected in this sense. And it's, it's a, I think it's a shame to see that. Um, especially when it's a move that didn't really cost them anything. Yeah. And I think right. that's, I think that's a really good point about, you know, I know a lot of people on my Twitter feed are disappointed and I'm thinking about what is the root cause of that disappointment? Had there not been the marketing push the last, as you said, 10 to 14 days, you know, it's one of those things that you we could say, well, it's kind of inevitable. You know, we were sort of expecting it. But when you have sort of this counter narrative coming at you, you know, with all this information and all this merchandising and, and getting us excited once again about this this franchise, you're sort of setting us up to be disappointed. But then you still want us to come back in April. Who knows what the state of the world will be and open up our pocketbooks and pay to see this film and and. I think that that's just playing with audience expectations. You have to value your fan base and you yeah. have to value people like your excitement for a film. It went up, it's gone down. It went up, it's gone down. Are we going to have a third one? Do you, do you feel as though, you know, will, will people go and see it? You know, I suspect probably, yeah, if it's one of the few films that, that comes out in April, but I mean, that's a huge gamble that has been, been made with the fan base. I, I think April is a, is a dumb move. I think it should Personally. be June. Yeah. Well, well, I, they already have not the, 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 <laughs> That's right. Well, we talked about that, didn't they? The April posters didn't say 2020 on. They just yeah. said April. Yeah. Um, but the look at the calendar last, you know, March and April for, for the first phase of this. It's just going to come back around again. Yeah. Um, but the other aspect to this is where were the red lines? Was it? UK cinemas being closed? Was it LA, New York not being open? Yeah. I mean, MGM could be a little bit transparent about this, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because the last time they said due to the global marketplace, right? Um, which people right. read into meaning China because they said global, right? Um, yeah. this, they haven't given any read into the decision making. And to compare this to Warner Brothers, I mean, uh, Warner Brothers, I think, were looking like the chumps of the industry for doing Tenant. But I think MGM's going to come out of this as like chief chump because, for one, they did the let's push it the week that Tenant comes out without knowing how Tenant's going to do. Two, they, they, they blew all of their third-party promotional materials. But look at how Warner Brothers handled Wonder Woman. 
They yes. spent nothing. They didn't release anything. They didn't do a new trailer. They waited, they waited, they waited, and then said, you know what? We can't do this. Also, Warner Brothers has a reputation for being somewhat more friendly to directors that they like. They, I mean, they had a long-term relationship with Clint Eastwood, for example. At one point, there was a movie he wanted to do about a jazz music musician that or a musician that had no possibility of commercial you know business at all but they made it to keep him happy and i think part of the reason they did with tenant was to try and keep christopher nolan happy now if you don't like christopher nolan like why are they doing that but warner brothers will do that so, i mean it's had a number of ownerships but they do that sort of thing mgm again is kind of like oh, i'm trying to think of a tactile way of saying this but i mean it's 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 not in that league and yeah they're a little more financially better off than they were 10 years ago when they came out of bankruptcy but i mean that they still like have to like do deals to get their movies out i mean yes they're trying to get back into releasing through united arts releasing but they still had to go to universal on this one and and they've they've spent their money on this right you know so they've already They've already basically paid for this movie um, out of their own pocket, so you can understand why they were wanting to, you know, get it happening. Uh, because whilst it's sitting on the shelf, it's not doing anything for them. But it, um, right. you know, so I think they've got they've got a different mindset to Universal. It isn't just the fact that, as you say, that you know, like Universal might be a bit more kind of um, respectful to their to their directors warner I think, brothers but yeah oh sorry warner brothers but like, i think yeah. but i think that um you, you know that universal and um mgm have different stakes in this game and that thus their actions are going to be different um and as james pointed out earlier you you know universal stake in this is is points Right. Yeah, so. No, I, 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 I agree. I agree completely with that, Ben. But you know, MGM's head is so firmly in the sand if they if they're not looking at what's actually happening on the ground in the world. Right. And you know, if if you contrast the the delay now with the one back um, at the beginning of March, apart from the fact that we didn't write an open letter this time, it's that basically Bond Bond was ahead of the game. Then. And you know, in, mm-hmm. in a way, it's, it's like an, an it's an analogy of the that the whole whole Bond series. They started ahead, now they're behind and yeah. playing catch up. It's yeah. um, and looking stupid with it because when they when the initial delay was announced uh, and the or the initial COVID delay was announced, um, many many people just couldn't understand why they were making the delay because it, COVID wasn't making an impact on their lives in any kind of way. It was hardly on their radars. Now it's in everybody's face. Yes. And also is in the back of my mind that like, is there a strategy here? Like maybe they think with everybody like having cleared the field, you know, Wonder Woman 84 delayed further. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't much competition. So like, did they think that, well, yeah, there's, you know, lessened capacity, but we're going to be the main play and we'll make enough money and there'll be enough markets where we can still do okay. Or, or was there a plan? I, you know, I don't know. I may be giving them more credit 
by thinking about it the way I, you know, I just said it. Um, On the back I of what said, everyone's said here today, it's ironic that they've punted for a date at all. I mean, the honest thing to do mm-hmm. for the fans is to say, look, the world is confusing and weird at the moment. Yes. We can't expect to release a film in six months' time, but we'll try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of dates, so speaking of dates, so I there's some calculations. Um, the biggest gap in the franchise, obviously, license to Guild Goldeneye. To break that record, No Time to Die would have to come out on March the seventh, twenty twenty-two. There you go. That's the new so, date. There you go. Sixtieth <laughs> <laughs> anniversary film. Sixtieth anniversary film would break the gap. It was record. planned all along. COVID, COVID's one of Blofeld's schemes. Straight out of on a yeah, really- service kind of. But you know, I mean, I mean, where I live in Michigan, they're they're just reopening the theaters a week from today, um, and it's going to be like twenty percent capacity. It won't last long, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I'm saying, but that's you know, like that's what it would have been like if I you know, theoretically, if they had gone ahead with November, and they you know, that's what I would have had to face. And it's like I was not. Yeah, well, I wasn't liking the odds as it was, but you know, I mean, that's what's going on right now, at least in a lot of places in the U.S. You know, very limited theater capacity. So I put on the Twitter feed um, early in the week that Cinemark, a chain of boutique chain of theaters in the Western states, you can rent the entire theater out for ninety nine dollars and watch any movie you want. We were looking into oh, it when, you, when you send when you send that it's ninety nine dollars for the whole theater, or ninety nine yeah. per person. No, it's ninety nine dollars. You can bring up to twenty people. Yeah, they, they give you they give you their their small screening room. You know, the, yeah. the smaller uh, yeah. box box theaters. You want to have a print like of No movie. Time to Die? Yeah, well, they're showing Tenant under that rule. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it, you'd it, you'd almost be like a movie exec, like watching a <laughs> watching yeah. the watching the rushes. Room. Yeah, in his private screening room. I mean, Ian doesn't want to hear that shit, but you know. <laughs> uh, I was I was certainly looking into it when before before this announcement happened. How do you feel Phil about the state of um, the dis- well? The, I think we, a, a lot of casual fans have come to understand now what the uh, the exhibition industry is now. All right, before it was just like I turned up in my theater, I bought a ticket, I didn't know where the money went. Right. Um, what do you think of the, the state of the exhibition industry by April next year? Uh, some of my friends who know more about this than me, who are, who are more entrenched in it, think that this is very serious news. They're very mm-hmm. uh, worried about um, whether theaters can can survive a winter of not being able to, to be open. Um, I, I, I have to put this at the feet of Christopher Nolan to some degree because mm-hmm. he, he convinced these theaters that Tenet was going to put people back in there. And uh, they, they opened and they didn't just lose money when nobody came to tenant. They lost money because they're, it cost them so much to be open versus like being, you know, being closed under some sort of, you know, health hardship. Well, they had to put not. PPE in and yep. all the safety procedures. And, well, and, and the whole concept of saving cinema, I'm, I'm that, that mm. phrase is like, I'm wanting to like, I don't it, know. it yeah, makes I know. my it's head so explode. arrogant. Yeah. I don't yeah. know which, I don't know which chain, but one of these chains is going to be tanked by tenant. Like this time next year, a, a chain that's a household name in the states will be gone. I'm sure. Cle- All I mean, owned by Netflix or Amazon. Mm-hmm. I mean, cl- I mean, clearly, Christopher Nolan thought he was going to save cinema. Well, guess what? He didn't. 
Um, And and then I know, I mean, some fans, Bond fans would say, Bond's got to save cinema. Well, not now. And if if it ever was, um, which I don't really think, I mean, people don't want to go to a movie if they're not, if they don't think they're going to be safe. I just, it's, it's like, you can, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Wonder Woman and Dune are not going to come out in December. No. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> well, which December? Now they, that might be like December 2021. Well, this constant piggybacking, has this given Warner Brothers air cover now to move Wonder Woman and Dune out of December? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, when the president and then Bond will be back to being the next big film to come out, even though it's April. <laughs> Give it a week. <laughs> I so think- how thing, how are things down your way, Paul? Uh, cinemas open, people all right? Yeah. So apart from our biggest city, everyone life is normal, <laughs> and in our biggest city, we can't have gatherings of a hundred or more. And that's about oh, it. Gosh. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hundreds. Yeah. Those were the good old days. Yeah, we'll be right there. Um, I just wanted to say I got some good natured ribbing about this uh, on Twitter James Bond lexicon my first thought was poor Bill he's never going to be free of his Bond 25 timeline (laughs) and then and then then another one haha Bill just when you started to see the light at the end of your timeline tunnel it's it's purgatory Bill that's what purgatory is (laughs) it's what purgatory feels like well I, I, I did start part five and it's like I like I had two ways. It's like if they go through with this November release, part five will be the premiere. But then it's like if it gets delayed again, part five will be the next phase. So what do you think a premiere would have looked like in uh, November? It would have looked like a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> it would have had to be. Yep. Yeah. James, I have a question for you uh, as someone who's tracking this stuff more, more uh, thoroughly than the rest of us. Are you seeing any kind of pattern or logic as to how these moves are happening? Because it seems so uh, chaotic. You know, Tenant moved every couple of weeks. Bond moved once and then stayed in November and then waited till till I just, you know, just today, right, to to do that. And Wonder Woman, we're waiting to hear about what's happening there. What's – are people learning? Wonder Woman's got – had three dates already, right? Yeah. So – it's the it's the game of leapfrog, and I think at this point nobody wants to be first. Okay, nobody but wants to no, nobody wants to be the hundred and fifty million plus film that opens after Tenant, right? <laughs> right. But, so Bond leapfrog to April. I think we're going to see Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman's release should be the summer anyway. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Dune. I mean. I, I, I don't know a good time to release that. I mean, I, I love that idea of that film, but I just don't see that being a, a crowd puller. Yeah. If, you know, you're going to have to push people into that anyway. It's a new IP, yeah. Um, and then what do we got? I think, to be honest with you, I think Fast and the Furious probably has the best shot at getting crowds in first. Yeah, just in terms of the demographic and the, and yeah. the, and the draw. Yeah, yeah. So to see Bond go ahead of Fast and Furious was weird to me. Yes. And I think the reason they didn't go summer and take that June spot from Jurassic World with Universal was because Eon are still paranoid about a summer release. Okay, so bear since with me. The, since but, they got burned on License to Kill, they don't want to ever do a summer right. release. And we've, we've heard that through the grapevine over the last six months that they did anything but June or July. What? So 
I, I, I just I could see Wonder Woman and Dune pushing to the summer or something, and Bond still being the first big film coming out, even though it's April. Mm. And we'll be back to nosebleed territory again in February. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of sad that we can see this play six months out, and we just know how it's going to go because we yeah. were here, we were sitting here in March last, you know, earlier in the year, predicting the same thing. I mean, it is it is relatively predictable, and, and hence why this isn't entirely surprising. Um, you know, and and I and I kind of. When you when you look at what's slated for release, it's fairly easy to kind of predict, you know, the future really of it. But um, yeah, it's just this this roundabout, this revolving doors of of, of release changes. I, I I agree completely. We we need to have something in place. Uh, you know, whether it's the vaccine or whether you know countries like the U.S. start to take it a bit more seriously than it has. And, and for that matter, uh, countries like mine, Spain. But. but considering that we know roughly what a time frame is on developing a workable vaccine, you know, the best case scenario, it's going to take it a April. year. You know, why we didn't just go, you know what, nothing's going to, if we want to keep a handle on this, just don't do anything until, you know, the next year. Like it seems, it seems ludicrous to me. It doesn't even feel like a gamble. It must you people must have known that you weren't going to get theaters full theaters, and I don't know. It just seems sort of it seems self evident to me, really. So here's a left field question for you: What happens to the eligibility of No Time to Die at the Oscars for best song? Movie has to be released. It's it's not. But oh, you mean would it be eligible in 2021? Uh huh. Because the song's been out in 2020. Uh huh. I don't know. I, I make don't it ineligible. Know I don't need it to win. That's. Uh, <laughs> is, is this the best year to release a film because you got best chance of an award because there's no other films out? Yeah, yeah. That is true. Slim Eurovision's winning best song this year. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you've got you. Elizabeth Moss has a shot at best actress for Invisible Man. There's 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 a lot of like. I've said this before. I think all these weird contortions to say we can't have the Oscars is is really depriving us of the most interesting Oscars that of our lifetime. Like it's going to be a, ban- a bananas spectacle if there's a 2020 Oscars because it'll be, it'll be completely unpredictable with just wild cards in every category. I think it'll be exciting and interesting for the first time in years. Um, so, question to kind of round us out, um, everybody: How sure are you that our April second, twenty twenty one date is the last date we will no. see? No, no, time to not at all. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. If it if it happens before twenty twenty two, then and I, and I know some parties are resistant to this idea. It's going to have to be on uh, video on demand. Well, you said that before. Other people said that before, and, and folks here have said there's absolutely no way Ian will ever zero chance it's ever going to go for the underground. Zero. Zero. They'll they'll keep it on the shelf for as long as they need to. Wow. Unless like every cinema closes, at which point, <laughs> and I, there's no more movie theaters. You know That's what? Right. David was joking originally, I think, but you know, I the idea joke. of it becoming the 60th anniversary film. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> About your work. Uh, <laughs> about your work, but seriously, you know, bring maybe in April of twenty twenty two, 
as the 60th anniversary film. Hell, let's just let's let's bring out an October of uh, 2022. Let's make it. Let's really go for the 60th anniversary and do a big October release in 2022. You know, I think this would be a really sensible marketing strategy for them as well, just to be like, look, we don't know what the future holds. This is this is a an anniversary date. Get behind that. It it might it might ha- capture some of that kind of Skyfall magic by putting it out right. on the 60th. That yeah. would be great though. Let's say, let's say it comes out. Let's, you know, totally hypothetical. Let's say it plays out that way. Can you imagine like looking back and you say, oh, 50th anniversary. That's really great. Wonder how many more movies they'll do. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> before the next, before the next 10th anniversary. I would get yeah. full support to the 60th if I was guaranteed to live to it. That's my, <laughs> you know, that's dark. <laughs> If, well, if uh, the delay wasn't a global pandemic that killed 200,000 Americans so far, I'd be less worried. But I love the, love the fact that David um, said that, uh, you know, the, the, the editor of a horror magazine went dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm wow. here for. That's the flavor I bring. You know. yeah. I don't know if they'll plan for a 60th. I think it's this is going to be a leapfrogging sort of deal i'm i guess i was just a little disappointed that they picked april when i look at some of again it's hard to know with the cdc just because of some political influence and there's mixed information um about what gets posted but i was reading that you know expect a vaccine late spring early summer um when you think about a vaccine being present versus, you know, a, a population being properly inoculated, let alone, you know, major groups of populations, it just strikes me as being odd that summer. And again, I know that there's issues with, you know, fears about summer, um, but, but but a post-pandemic summer blockbuster, you know, when people are properly vaccinated, I mean, that is in my gut where I think things will probably land if the vaccination route sort of goes. And so I do think there'll be another piggybacking of, uh, or, you know, shuffling of films. I just hope that the powers that be are smart enough to do it ahead of time instead of putting people through this again, you know what I mean? Just sort of see the landscape and, and make decisions proactively. Um, but I don't know if that will happen. So yeah, I don't think April's happening. I didn't, I didn't think, I thought there was 0% chance that November was happening. I actually had a former student ask if we could do a screening for, you know, my, my gender and James Bond class. We met in the spring, but we got cut off obviously because of COVID to go see the film. And I was like, yeah, no, (laughs) there's a pandemic and I'm not going. Yeah. I was like, it's (laughs) it's probably not going to happen. I'm like, you know, we'll see where things are and then you can circle back. But I knew it wasn't going to happen. And I, I don't think April is going to happen. I mean, I think I asked a few of you, I'm like, what's the weather like in London in June? You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of in my mindset. That's really where I've kicked, kicked sort of this can. And yeah, that, those are just my thoughts. (sighs) And my dog so, agrees, by the way. <laughs> so the guy, the guy that chiseled into his uh, plaque, no James Bond film was ever released in the year ending in a zero, is the winner. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad somebody won today. Oh, damn it. I should have typed that out on my tape. 
Ah, <laughs> missed <laughs> opportunity, I, uh, David. I just, uh, I just put out my first tweet with uh, part five of the timeline. Oh, no. <laughs> I, it is now, I've retitled it, part five, try, try again. Godspeed, Bill. <laughs> I mean, this timeline's never going to end. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll finally get something stopping on 007. You can have like the 007 one being the end of the timeline, maybe. You know, the image, uh, I, the image I have for the top of the page was kind of just a placeholder, but it was that publicity still of uh, Rafe Fines and Daniel Craig outside. There's a bridge in the background. Yeah. And it, it's, but it, it's perfect. It's like, eh, you know, Craig's got his arms crossed. <laughs> Rafe Fines is in his uh, rain, you know, overcoat and they're just kind of talking on, yeah, waiting to do we talked out. about this before, but the longer it sits on the shelf, the lo- the the increase odds there is a time bomb in that film. Right. Yeah. Right. Someone yes. dies. And Someone dies. Have- some yeah. revelation comes out about something, or there's something in the plot that is too sensitive. You sure, are we placing bets? I'm going to say yeah. Anna Armas is like a manufactured virus or something like that. Anna Delves is a sexist. Somebody's got the receipts. <laughs> on, the, on, on the other hand, maybe uh, Anna Diarmas will break up with Ben Affleck oh, well, right, by the time not. the movie comes out. Going so, to the tabloids, that's already happened. That, that, she's was, been that was true yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> like if it was coming out in November, I would take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So that's my fear: is that there's something in there that's going to ha- that becomes problematic the longer they wait. But um, that's the world we're living in, isn't it? Yes, certainly is. And who knows who's going to own MGM by the time this film comes out? It won't be MGM. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) I need the paperwork. Well, at least, we, at least we can all have some bond shoes. We'll, we'll, we'll send you the wheel, <laughs> Phil. The, we'll, we'll send you the wheel, Phil, that you have to spin for your release strategy. Okay. <laughs> I'm into it. But you want to know what? Like, there's going to – I don't know. I There's a lot of time and a lot of space to fill, and I know that there's a lot of podcasts and fans um, – I don't know. I mean, we'll continue to put out episodes and stay engaged. I'm hoping that the fan base continues to do the same. I don't know if there'll be less energy or more energy, but there's going to be a lot more time for us to think and speculate and watch this, whatever we want to call this. The word clusterfuck came to mind, but <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. You already watched um, Spectre, what? <laughs> right? So, like, I, I just think we're just watching this unravel and we get to yeah. experience this roller coaster in real time. And I think on the other side of things, we can look back and, and look at Bill's timeline and, and sort of reflect on the experience. But this is what it feels like to go through yeah, a Before we pandemic. had gray hairs and stuff. The, uh, oh, the, I know. Speak for yourself. The, yeah, time, right. the, the timeline may outlive me. <laughs> Let's hope not. And, 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 they, and David said Phil was morbid. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm older than Phil is, so. Barely. <laughs> well, well, way, way, way. You're what, 50? Yep. Yep. Kid. No way. God, you look good. <laughs> kid. I'm a kid. That's why I love this podcast. Somebody <laughs> calls me a kid. You know, I found out uh, this week that there's thirteen thousand three hundred and fifty people in the UK over the age of a hundred. Whoa! And that's wow. 
that's just one of the reasons why there's still an audience for the podcast about the man from Uncle. What's <laughs> 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 the question? <laughs> I will say this though you know this is in terms of Bond history this is a hell of a time to be alive you know and doing you know and and looking at but people used to say it's good to live in interesting times yeah Uh, no it fucking isn't (laughs) (laughs) we're here to say no it's not (laughs) isn't that that, that a Chinese curse isn't it <laughs> yeah. may, may you, may you, may you live in interesting times. Yeah, well, we are. Thanks. Yeah. We're not appreciating yeah. it though. No, but it's like but- pregnancy and birthing a child. You go through all of this pain, all of this labor, and then you have like these chemicals that go through your body once it's done, saying, "Ooh, it's not so bad," right? And I think it's that whole idea of like you get to live through interesting times, but that's like a hindsight looking back. That's not right. a in the moment. This is amazing and exciting. Yeah, the body doesn't remember pain. So, you know, um, I, I look, genuinely, I know that this is, this is kind of difficult stuff, but, you know, for because, you know, even, even lives are being lost here. But yeah. I will say that um, there has not really been another point in the history of this franchise that has really had so much you know, to, to kind of discuss and, um, you know, well, it's, not, it's not in its own vacuum, right. For the first time mm-hmm. world events are shaping its future. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, uh, and you know, curse or not, I think it, I think it is an interesting time. And if you, if you think about it in that respect, we are, you know, we're, we're, we're living in it. And I think that that's, um, that's an exciting thing for me. And I'm, you know, not that I uh, would ever wish a pandemic on, you know, on any of us. <laughs> I don't know, that supposed to be like an uplift, uplifting cover for this? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm looking for the silver lining. fucking smile day. <laughs> well, it's, it's already Saturday for me now, so uh, it's right. a smile, yeah. world smile day is gone already, so <laughs> you, you, just, you just go ahead. Get, get back to being saturnine and, and miserable. So nobody thinks it's coming out in April either? No. Nope. Is that a fair conclusion? <laughs> no. Deeply, deeply skeptical. All right. So thanks very much for everybody joining on this auspicious day of yet another delay. Yay. No time to die. Well, we'll gather again probably next week and talk about something else. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. Take care. See you next week. Great. Bye. See you. Cheers. <laughs>